The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it's your dude, I see robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where, like, there's, like, this deadly virus floating out and about in the world, so we're gonna stick inside of our house, gonna wear our masks, we're gonna hide inside, we're gonna do what we can do to stay safe. But I'm here, I'm here to make your day a little better, I'm here to make your day a little more fun. You wanna know why? Because I love you, because I love all you guys, you're all great, each and every single one of you who tunes in, each and every one of you who tells a friend about the fun we're having, I... I have nothing but appreciation. I got nothing but love for everybody out there. Let's let's see what's going on in the world, man. I got to admit, not a lot, not a ton, not anything worth mentioning. But it's all fine, dude, because it's like you got to dig in. You got to go to the inside of yourself. You got to get insular because this is just the way we're going to make it through, dude. You got to focus on yourself. Got to focus on your happiness and your enjoyment. Let's, uh... Let's see, hold on. I got, um, I got something here. Let me, I'm, I'm getting away from the mic. Uh, da 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 I got a package in the mail the other day. Let's, uh, let's dig into it here and we'll see what it is. I got, I got the handy dandy scissors, not the, uh, switchblade this time because this is an envelope, not a box. Let's open it up. Let's see what's here. Oh, there's a little piece of paper. They included an invoice. How nice of them to do something like that for me. Let's see. Dot, dot, dot. Gonna throw this in the garbage. Crumple throw. I gotta say, right off the bat, this is not properly wrapped, dude. You don't take something of this magnitude and put it in a loose little envelope and wrap it up in like a very, very, very... I'm not even kidding. This is like a six-inch piece of bubble wrap. Not at all good enough for what I have in my hand right here, which is an original. G.I. Joe by Hasbro. 1986 guy by the name of Leatherneck. Leatherneck is the second Marine on the team. He took up for the uh, the mantle of, what's his name? Gung-Ho. I don't know what happened to Gung-Ho. I guess the team felt like he could just use two Marines, but I... I've always liked Leatherneck. I like the way he looked. I've always dug how he had, like, a very simple designation. Homeboy's just a Marine. He's not, like, something wacky. He's nothing kooky. We all know what a Marine is. We all have respect for the Marines. They're, like, the toughest of the tough. He's, uh, he's in pretty good shape, I do have to say, despite the whack packaging. I, I think I'm gonna have to replace his O-ring. He's a bit flippy-floppy. His legs... His legs got some flip. Can you hear that? But he has his gun. It's like it's like a standard sort of M16 with like a grenade launcher underneath. The gun's in good shape. He has his backpack. Homeboy's wearing a little hat. I gotta say overall that I do like him. I do satisfied. But like when you pack something so poorly, I never know if I should give you a positive. I never give people negatives. I've never actually like given a negative on the eBay. But I never know if I should give you a, pay, a negative, a positive rather. I'll usually just... I usually just not give you any feedback at all. Because this could have very, very easily gotten damaged. This is like a very old figure by this point. You know, 1986 is a long, long, long time ago. I know it doesn't seem like that long ago to those of us who are ancient. But it was, it was in fact many moons back. And the the plastic on these is pretty fragile. And he could have, he could have very easily broken. But I, I do appreciate that he made it intact. I got him, I got him for a song. Quite honestly, I decided, like, after after the fires were over, you know, I was like, you know what, boy? You deserve something for making it through this. You deserve it for making it through in one piece. You were a good guy. You fought the good fight. You you did everything you could do to be a good person. So you deserve, you deserve a little gift for yourself. So I started poking around eBay, seeing what kind of a G.I. Joe I could get up on. And I saw this one was about to end. It was an auction. 
that was like just about over. There was like 10 minutes. It was like he wanted a $25 opening bid or a best offer. So I shot him like a real low ball offer. I think like $12. I said, eh, I'll shoot him an offer and I'll see what he says because maybe he's sweating a little bit because there were no bids. So I sent him an offer and he replied quickly with like a counter offer, like $2 higher. So I got it for like 14 bucks, which is pretty good. Overall, it was like $16 with shipping, which to me is pretty good for like a complete guy. He has his backpack. He has his gun. Like I said, the gun, the gun went into his hand pretty smoothly without any kind of risk of breakage. So overall, I would say I'm pretty pleased. Let's see what we can learn about good old Leatherneck on the internet. His real name is Wendell A. Metzger. He has the rank of Gunnery Sergeant E7 in the Marines. He was born in Stromsburg, Nebraska. What's, what do we know about Stromsburg? It's a city in Polk County with a population of 1,171. Very small little town. His specialty was infantry. He's also a drill instructor like our guy Sergeant Slaughter. And before he was with the team, he was stationed at Guantanamo Bay. We all know about that, uh, that place. He served in Vietnam. He served as a drill instructor on Paris Island, and he earned a reputation for toughness. That's a good thing to have if you're a soldier. As a drill instructor, Leatherneck assumes the role of the enemy when training Joes. He turns himself into an insurmountable obstacle. He's proof that you don't need to like your fellow soldiers to fight next to him. His best friend on the team is Wetsuit. That's nice. They they kind of have a friendly rivalry, that Navy and Marine kind of deal going on. He appeared in the comics... Frequently, his first appearance was in issue 49, which is the one right before issue number 50, the famous Battle of Springfield, which is my personal favorite episode where the G.I. Joes invade Springfield looking for Cobra, but they get outplayed by Serpentor. Real good, uh, real good storytelling there. He did appear on the, uh, on the cartoon frequently. His first episode was Arise, Serpentor Arise. He was often seen arguing with Wetsuit. He was voiced by, uh, by Chuck McCann. Yada, yada, yada. He also briefly appeared in the animated G.I. Joe the movie. That's about it, honestly. That's cool, though. He was invented by Larry Hama, as most of them are. I dig him, though. He's cool, man. I, I like him. I wonder what, uh, I wonder what happened to Sarge, um, Sergeant Slaughter, though. Did the G.I. Joe team have two drill instructors? Because we all know Sarge is the guy in charge when it comes to whipping a Joe into shape. But I, I don't even know, why, honestly, why you'd have to whip a Joe into shape. Why do they need a drill instructor after making it to, like, the, uh, the elite core of the army. I understand that you gotta keep your skills intact. I understand you gotta, like, keep training. But, um, I don't know, man. How much, uh, drill instruction does, uh, wetsuit need? How much drill instruction does our guy, uh, Snake Eyes need from somebody like Leatherneck? But I, I myself definitely see the, uh, idea of how you have to keep yourself in, in, in shape and stuff. But, I don't know, man. Maybe... Maybe there should have been, like, a G.I. Joe, uh, physical training instructor. Like, some kind of a gym guy that, uh, they worked out with. I know at one time there was this idea of having, um, Rocky Balboa join the G.I. Joe team. And I think he was going to be the PT instructor, but that fell through and they ended up signing Sergeant Slaughter instead. I also, I also know that at one point they made, like, a Rowdy Roddy Piper G.I. Joe figure. This was, like, much, much later in the day. And, and Rowdy Roddy was the PT instructor for the, uh, Cobras. Which is cool, man. I, I dig Rowdy Roddy. When I was a kid, Rowdy Roddy was like my favoritest wrestler. I remember my first day of school at uh, Rinkin Valley Junior High. This is like a big transition when you go from like 6th grade to 7th grade. So like 6th grade's like you're in the same classroom all day. But then when you go to 7th grade, it's more like, you know, you're switching classes every hour. It's a big, it's a big transition. And to make myself feel cool, I wore my uh, 
my favorite shirt, my Rowdy Roddy Piper t-shirt. And from that point on, I got like, I got like a reputation as being like the wrestling guy at school because I wore a wrestling shirt to school. I was in fact the wrestling guy at school, but it was, it was deeper than just having that shirt. I also read Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I read The Wrestler. I watched wrestling on TV, but that's, that's neither here nor there. I wonder, I wonder with our guy Gino Vega giving up the sport of pure Rosu, if it's going to be up to me to carry the mantle of wrestling going forward, but... I don't know if that's something I can do because I only really watch like one hour of wrestling on TV a week. I watch AEW on Wednesdays and that's about it. I do watch, I do from time to time watch some like Georgia Championship on YouTube and stuff like that. But I'm not in it at all like our guy was. But with our guy being out of it 100%, I don't know, man. Maybe I got to pick up the slack. I don't want to though, but somebody has to. Maybe Carlos, maybe Carlos can start watching wrestling. Maybe uh, Sarah can start watching wrestling. I don't know. Somebody has to. Let's, uh, let's move forward to the show. Let's take... Let's take a quick break and hear some advice from Leatherneck from the cartoon. Then we're going to move into the pandemic pantry. What's this stuff? Sunscreen. It blocks the sun's harmful rays. Want some? Nope. I'm going to stay out all day and get a great tan. Look at your back. It's as red as a lobster. I don't feel so good. Hey, Stella, your friend's been out in the sun without protection. Leatherneck. Next time, use the sunscreen. Wear a hat and a shirt and look for some shade when it's really sunny. A bad sunburn could make you sick and even put you in the hospital. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! The Pandemic Pantry, with your host, the Sausagitarian. Hey guys, it's your goofy old friend, Sarah Burr, the Sausagitarian. Things are a little different today because I'm not calling from Top Secret Pet Kitchen. I am in the command center. i got to work on some logistics today. And, you know, that happens with people in my line of business. You can't be in the kitchen all the time. you got to be, like, out in the world. And then you have to sometimes put your butt in a chair and do some desk work. So that's what I'm doing today. It's also because I've been under the weather. This is kind of a cool little story. I, I came down with a flu, and I didn't know what to do. Because I go out and look out in the world a little bit, right? Like, I do interface with some people, and I didn't want to put the world at risk, so I got a COVID test, and I almost want to say I passed. I don't have COVID, so today's kind of awesome. I got a good little energy bump, but I don't want to abuse it. So I'm working on some some top-secret logistical work, but I wanted to follow up a little bit on pawpaws, that fruit I was talking about last week, which grows here where I live. That's in Ohio, um, but pawpaws grow all the way west to the Mississippi, right? Like, that's the cutoff. They grow in southeastern Canada and all the way down to Florida. That's like the pawpaw belt. This is a tree in the custard apple family, and it originated in the tropics, and it migrated up from glaciation uh, many, many, many years ago, and it was spread by giant land animals. So it adapted to this uh, particular climate. It's a super cool tree. It's like a lone tropical tree in temperate North America. It's a really special fruit. It's got this amazing flavor, and they, they're like camouflaged out in the woods. So we just finished up our pop-pop season, and I'm working on a pop-pop project now, um, cooking with lots of pop-pops. I froze the pulp. I'm just going to have to talk about pop-pops later on, uh, kind of running out of energy, because I still have a non-COVID flu. 
so that's kind of a boring pandemic pantry. Um, you know, I got my bleeps and bloops going on in the logistics center, and I think I'm going to take a nap. You got to take care of yourselves. I guess that's the moral here, kids. Take care of yourselves. I care about you, and I want you to be well, okay? Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Some say that we are players. Some say that we are pawns. But we've been making money since the day that we were born. That much is definitely true. We've been stacking those chips since day one. This is me, Icy Robots, and we're back. That was Sarah Bird, the Sausagetarian. You can find her at Sausagetarian on the tweets, at Sausagetarian on the Insta, all that kind of stuff. Man, I I still have never seen a pawpaw. I would like to. I would want to. I wonder if they would uh I wonder if they would grow here if I had a if I had a pawpaw tree. We have a pretty nice climate for growing plants and whatnot. We we have sort of like a Mediterranean deal going on here in Santa Rosa. It seems like almost everything grows. I wonder, man. I should get uh I should get her to send me some pawpaw seeds. Sarah, if you're listening, send me a hand of pawpaw seeds and I'll I'll give it a shot next year around. Man, that that's scary about the COVID test. I myself have never had a test. For the bug, I haven't really had a, a reason to uh, think that I need one. For the most part, I stay around the house, except for, like, the occasional shopping trip and stuff. I always, always wear a mask when I'm out and about. If I'm going indoors at the store, I have one. I have one around my neck in case I encounter somebody when I'm out on a walk. I'm like, I am so cautious, dude. I don't want to get it. I don't want to spread it to somebody else. I do feel like... For the most part, I'm a healthy guy. If I get it, I'll be fine. But I don't want to give it to somebody else who might not be fine. I think that's, I think that's the lesson here. We all got to be cautious. You don't want to give it to somebody who might die. It's awful. You'd hate to be, hate to be responsible for something like that. We all got to be, um, we all got to be responsible citizens. We all got to do what we can do. I think that, like, I really think that, like, if we could all just wear a mask, we would all just quarantine. We could just get rid of this dude. We just get rid of it. I've, I've heard that, like, in Japan right now. They are running arenas at, like, half capacity for, like, concerts and stuff. And then you hear, like, in Florida, they're going to start running arenas at full capacity when they got the bug running wild. It's madness, dude. It is madness out there. I hope that you guys are... I hope that you guys are fighting the good fight. I hope that you're being responsible citizens. I hope that you are wearing your mask. I hope you're washing your hands. I hope that, like, you're trying to stay indoors, stay in your house, except for, like, these essential trips. This is, like... This is, like, in no way over. It doesn't even feel like it's close to over. And I, I see that, like, a lot of people are getting fatigued. I see that people are sick of dealing with it. But just because you're sick of dealing with it doesn't mean that it's sick of dealing with you, dude. You can't, like, you can't just, like, will this out of existence because you're bored of uh, having to watch reruns of Breaking Bad in the house, man. You gotta, you gotta keep it up. I... I don't know what else I can say about that. I feel like if I if I haven't reached you by now, I don't know that I can. But I, I'm going to keep trying, but I hope that I can. Please, please, my guys, wear a mask, wash your hands, limit your exposure to other people, be safe, be smart. If you think you may have been exposed, if you think, if you even think that you might have been, please, get a test like Sarah did. Get a test. It's better to know because it cuts down your chance of getting somebody else sick. And that's really what we're focusing on. If you want to go and you want to lead a crazy life and you want to get it, that's fine. But you don't want to like, you don't want to spread it to somebody else, man. You don't want to be responsible for somebody else getting sick and dying. I don't think I could live with that. I know I couldn't. I'd feel awful. At any rate, enough of that, uh, enough of that talk. That was that was upsetting, dude, from the get-go. Let's jump into, uh, Calgon, take me away. 
took a bath. It's disgusting. A bath. Um, very good soak. The soak of the year. A bath. The soak of the year. Oh, a bath. All right, this is me, and we're back for Calgon Take Me Away, the soak of the year. Your boy likes to take a bath. Your boy is out there hanging and clanging a few times a week, and that leads, that leads to, like, sore achy muscles the world is giving my brain a sore ache as well and one way to like deal with that sore achiness is to like get a tub fill it with hot water throw some suds in there throw some epsom salts in there and just let it all take you away into a world of bliss i'll go in there with like like an otter pop some kind of a popsicle maybe a diet pepsi and i will just let the world be gone i will let everything Float off like a bubble into the sky. The other week, this is going to lead into the soak. Don't worry, this is going to lead into the soak. The other week, I was riding my bike. I took my bike out. This was after the fire. I wanted to, uh, I just wanted to stretch my legs to get out there and see what was going on in Rinkin Valley. So I'm zipping around, and there's this, um, there's this little library that I like on the way to my Uncle John's house. And I'm, I'm, I'm going by that library, and I decided to, like, stop and see what's inside of there. I like it because the people who live there must be, like, voracious magazine readers. And I love a magazine, and there's always, like... Always, like, various, like, homemaker magazines and sports magazines and things like that. So I I stop by and I I stick my head in. And what's inside of there this time really brought back some, like, nostalgic feelings. And you're going to have to stick with me through this. I go inside and I see a big stack of Reader's Digest magazines. Reader's Digest is, like, this small... It's about the size of, like, a, uh... It's about the same size as, like, an Archie Double Digest. It's, like, a small little magazine. And when I was... When I was younger, when we first moved to, uh... California from Oakland, Illinois, we lived... We lived in a house with my grandparents. We all, like, like shared a house. And I was... I was, like, a voracious reader at the time. I had friends at school, but I didn't have, like, a lot of out-of-school friends. There wasn't really, like, anyone in my neighborhood to hang out with. We lived in a court. Like, a cul-de-sac. And there wasn't, like, really anyone there that I... That I liked to hang out with at the time. So I was, like... I was a voracious reader. I would spend most of my time, like, looking at books and looking at magazines and, and whatever. And we had, we did have a lot of books around the house, but there weren't, like, a lot of kids' books. So I kind of, I kind of went through everything that I had, like, fairly, fairly quickly, to be honest. I read all the kids' books, all the sports books my dad had, just, like, everything. And eventually this led me into, like, um... My grandpa's stack of Reader's Digest magazine. If you're not familiar with Reader's Digest, it sort of takes, like, longer articles and condenses them into, like, small little bite-sized tidbits. And there's, like, various, like, comedy things and comics, things people send in. It's really just, like, it's just, like, a bite-sized thing you can kind of dig into quickly and get in and out of. I do... I do like that format, and as a kid, I, I would read all these Reader's Digest. I don't, I don't know where my, my grandpa had it, but he was always coming home with like stacks and stacks of these. He was the, uh, he was the head maintenance guy at a old folks mobile home park, and I, I would imagine like somebody was just like giving them to him and he'd bring them home, and then I would, I would read these all the time. So I have like, I have a lot of nostalgia for Reader's Digest magazine, but it wasn't anything that I'd honestly thought of. In forever, I, I kind of moved past this because this was kind of like a few year period where I would sit around and I would read these magazines. So when when I stuck my head into this library and I saw a stack in there, I was like, "Oh my gosh, man! I haven't seen one of these in years." I took it out and I flipped through it. They have they have these little uh, humor columns that that people submit their entries to. There's one about like funny things that happen around the house and one like funny things that happen on the army base, things like that. And I was like, "Man." I cannot believe that this magazine is still just, like, exactly the same as, as it used to be. I looked, and this was, 
this was like a very recent issue, and the magazine's still like the same size, still has the same column, still has everything. So I, I took it home with me. I put it in the uh, in the little uh, I have like a bag on the front of my bike where I put like various tools and stuff. There's like a wrench and a little uh, patch kit, things like that. So I I tucked it inside of there, and I went back on my uh, on my ride. I, I went over to like Tanglewood Park, and I came back around. And then, and then when I got home, I kind of forgot about it, but I, I was getting ready to take my soak that night, and I'm like, hmm, I, I need something to read. Then it kind of, it kind of dawned on me, because I do like to read a magazine in there, and I got like this light bulb in my head, like, dude, you grab that Reader's Digest. So I brought it into the tub with me, and I, I kind of flipped through it. It had a, it had an interesting article about unsolved mysteries, like the uh, Black Dahlia murder, and all these, all these things like that, and man, I... I had not thought about this magazine in years. I just was flooded with this nostalgia. I I was like I was like really Calgon took me away with this one, man. I I have a real fondness for this. I actually like went ahead and I subscribed to the magazine later that night. I called the uh, 800 number and I subscribed. It's only $12 a year. You get one issue a month, $12 a year. Can't beat it. I I feel like for all the joy and all the time I spent looking at it, the least I could do was was like support them now that I I can afford to. Man, I I had periods where I was like, I was like a lonely kid. And I got to tell you, man, as lame as it sounds, this magazine like really helped me float through some of these difficult times. I would read these dumb articles and these goofy humor columns. And it just like, it killed the time in between when I would get home from school and the primetime TV shows would start when my parents would get home from work and we would all like watch, watch TV together. I went to, um... I went to Binkley Elementary School, and my brother went to Madrone, and I would walk from Binkley to Madrone, and I would pick him up, and then we would walk home together, and then we would have to spend, like, a few hours at the house alone till my grandparents and my parents got home, and then then everything became, like, really lively. Everyone was there. There was, like, a house full of people. My aunt would come over. My uncle would come over, and we'd all do family stuff, but that time when it was just me and him alone in the house was always always depressing and sad to me and these magazines were really like they really helped kill the uh that period i know that like i know that right now wherever you are you're listening you're like that's so sad i imagine poor little icy robots all by himself sitting there reading reader's digest magazines but i got to tell you it wasn't bad it wasn't like a bad time it was it was slightly depressing and i'm sure i wish they had more pals but it wasn't it wasn't whack and i do to some degree look back at the at this fondly and as i was like as I was soaking away in, in the water, I was just, I don't know, man. It was like a very nice, very warm, very friendly feeling to be reunited with this, uh, with this all over again. Take it for, take it for what you will, man. A uh, little kid, little eight-year-old, ten-year-old kid sitting there reading Senior Citizen magazines. I don't know what, I don't know what you want me to say. We didn't have access to the library here in Lincoln Valley. It wasn't until like many, many years later that they, they built us our own library branch. Now we have one. At the time, I'm sure we'd have gone there all the time, but the the nearest library branch at the time was downtown. We did have a bookstore, but it was also way across the valley, way out of my range. So I had to read what I could have, and I had these, man. And they they had they I had to read what I could find, and I found these, and they really honestly led me through some uh, weird times. Uh, it's very symmetrical. Uh, Body development is equal with both upper torso and lower torso. Uh, powerful legs, powerful chest, uh, powerful arm. Very symmetrical. Uh, of course, with a great experience behind uh, Powerful legs, powerful chest. Uh, very symmetrical. Tremendously powerful arms. 
You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show. I can feel your negativity. Quit playing them games. Stop beating around the bush, sucker. Just say my name. Welcome to the IC Robots Garage Comic Shop. Hey, it's not a library kid. Buy something or get out. Hey Jabroni, I have your pull list here. You have to pay for it now. I need the money. Oh yeah, man, let me, uh, let me see what we got here. Let's see, Legion of Superheroes, that's pretty good. Number nine. I gotta admit, I'm behind on all these. I think I have three or four of these at home. You still must pay for them. No, I'm gonna pay, don't worry, I'm gonna pay. I'm good for it, man. Action Comics, number 125, 1025. Again, I'm so far behind on all of these. And then Superman, only three? Only three this uh, week? I gotta tell you, man, I'm far behind on all these. I'm, I'm a little tempted to cancel and just go just go digital. I, I don't know. You cannot do that. I forbid it. You are stuck for life. Plus, I repeat, I need the money. Yeah, that's true, but, like, I just... I'm not feeling these books as much as I, um... As much as I used to. I used to be in the comics so heavily, and now I just, like, I don't know, the books don't grab me as much as they used to, man. I don't know, but don't worry, dude. Even if I do cancel these, I'll still be here for the back issues. Let's see, uh... Let's see what you got back there, as a matter of fact. Hold on, what's this? It's a giant box of Mini Mates. When did somebody bring these in here? I might be, um... I might be interested in some of these. Let's see what we got. Here's a Taskmaster... Here's Glenn from The Walking Dead, Stiltman, Magneto, Fantastic Four set. Here's the governor, the original comic book governor, not the, uh, the lame TV governor. These are all good, man. Do you, do you want to sell these, or are you still sorting them out? They are not for sale yet. I am going to sell them for big bucks online. That's cool. I appreciate that. Let's go, uh... Let's see what we can find back here in the back issue boxes that we can bring in the house. Let's, um, things are getting messy back here, I gotta admit, my guy. I don't know what you're doing, but I, I don't appreciate it. Let's see, here is Redneck. I remember reading this. It was kind of like True Blood. It was about southern vampires. It wasn't, wasn't really my cup of tea, but I did, in fact, read the first 15 issues. Here's Ringside. I remember reading this, too. I'm in the R's. This was a comic about wrestling that I... I don't know, man. I read the first one, and I did like it, but I didn't continue for some reason. Here's an issue of Riverdale, some Swamp Thing, Secret Empire. This was good. I might bring this back in and look at this. What are you watching on TV? It is a VHS tape of The Tick from Fox. I like the show, dude. I also like the new tick, to be honest with you. Secret Empire was cool, though. And this one, like, the bad guys got a hold of the Cosmic Cube and they changed history so the Captain America was a Hydra agent. I gotta admit, I thought it was kind of fun. Secret Invasion. That was dynamite. That was where, uh, scrolls infiltrated the Marvel Universe. That was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. That was one of my favorite events of all time. Here's Secret War. The first Secret War with the Beyonder and all that. Here's Secret War 2. And then here's Secret War 3. This was one that Bendis wrote. It's pretty fun, honestly. All the secret stuff is good. But man, Marvel loves secret. huh? They love that secret. Here's some She-Hulk. Shout out to the nerdy blogger. I know how much she loves these uh, these She-Hulks. These dance lot She-Hulks. I, I dig them too. Here's Siege. That was fun. I'm not seeing anything. Here's some Sin City. Sin City by Frank Miller. Can't go wrong with that. Oh, Smacks. That was good, too. That was a spinoff from Top Ten by Alan Moore that I really, I really dug. I don't know, man. I'm just not, I'm not seeing anything that's really grabbing me. Tom Strong. 
Here's Snot Girl. For some reason, I bought three issues of Snot Girl number one. I don't know what I was thinking there. Sock Monkey by Tony Millionaire. That was definitely some good stuff. I have like ten issues of Sock Monkey. Here's some Spider-Man. Oh, here's the Spider-Man and the Black Cat that Kevin Smith was doing with Terry Dodson. I don't think he ever finished this, but he may have. The megalomaniacal Spider-Man. Here's Spider-Man by Bendis. This is the Miles Morales Spider-Man. That was, that was good stuff. I think that part of this was like, he had a vision that he was going to kill Captain America in the future. And he was wondering how that was going to play out. I, I enjoyed that. Spider-Woman. Oh, here's Squadron Supreme. This is great. This was by Straczynski. This is really, really reminiscent of The Boys. Shout out to my guy Gino Vega, who's been watching The Boys. Had a good episode where we talked about The Boys the other week. I, I do want to say this, having the chance to say this to him, but um, he was talking about trying out The Boys comics by Ennis, and I gotta say, I got some, and I don't, like, I don't think they were great. I realized the bit that Ennis' whole gimmick is that he's, like, over the top and that he's gross and violent, but these were just, like, they felt to me like they were gross for the sake of being gross. They weren't gross for the sake of being fun. I, I didn't dig it that much. But if you wanna if you wanna read something that's like that, read Squadron Supreme by Straczynski. This isn't like the original Squadron Supreme from back in the day. This was back in the day too by this point, but like this was good stuff. This was kind of like well, it was very much like the boys. It was like a government-funded superhero team. There was the Squadron Supreme, and then there was like, there was another comic too that I can't recall off the top of my head that was, that was like the precursor to the Squadron Supreme. I, uh, I'll try to get back to you at some point and re when I remember what that was, but that was good stuff. I might take these in the house, in, the yeah, maybe I'll, I'll take these. Let me, um, let's see, hey, uh, shopkeep, I want these five issues of the Squadron Supreme. Plus my pull list, those three in my pull list. What are you thinking for those? 75 tall hairs. Come on, bro, you're tripping. That can't be $75. I'll pay you 40 No, I won't even pay you 40 I'll pay you 20 Take 20 You are taking advantage of my poor business lately. How dare you? I'm not. I'm not. I think that I'm just trying to pay a fair price and then maybe you're taking advantage of the fact that business isn't great. Fine. I will take it, but I will also... Remember that you tried to take advantage of me. Cool, man. Here you go. We'll be back inside in a sec. Ah, you guys are too much, man. I appreciate that, dude. I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. I, I didn't need the applause, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely take it. I'm back in the house. I'm sitting at my desk. I'm inside here. E-L-E. -E. Everybody love everybody. That's, that's the motto of everything. Hey, uh... Yo, I see a robots. How are you feeling right now? Not just a breath, diarrhea, insomnia, stomach pain, periods of depression, and general anxiety. Resuming other symptoms you can experience. Periods of depression and general anxiety. Not just a breath, diarrhea, insomnia, stomach pain, resuming other symptoms you can experience. Same thing left. Nah, that's not, that's not true at all. Well, there's a little bit, I, I do have a little bit of diarrhea. I do, I, I don't, I'm just kidding. I, I do have a little bit of anxiety though, just like general anxiety with life and things, but it's all fine. I, I, I think that like, like in the age of the bug and the age of everything, that's kind of, that's kind of normal to have like a, some sort of an anxiety about things, but you gotta, you gotta stay strong, man. You gotta have an iron heart in the, in, in this wacky world that we're living in. You gotta have love, but you also gotta have, like, an iron heart, man. You gotta just, I don't know, you gotta be, 
you got to be steeled. You got to be ready for anything they're going to throw at you because, man, lately it feels like they're they're throwing all kinds of stuff at us. But I, I know you guys can take it. I know you guys can make it. I have enormous faith. I have enormous faith in every single one of you out there. I mean it. I love all you guys. I think you're all great. I think you can do more with your life than you could ever, ever, ever imagine that you could, dude. Once you, once you dig deep into yourself, there's a, uh, there's a strength in there that is, uh, beyond anything you could ever measure. I, I know this for a fact. I, I know it. I know you're all capable. Let's see, anything else going on before I get out of here? I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of vamp right now, just sort of think if there's anything that's really important, anything that I should discuss before we, before we bounce, but I, I'm not sure that there is, man. I think that we might have covered everything that there is to cover. We, we went to the comic shop. We did this. We did that. We did all kinds of fun stuff. This has been a really good time. I think we, um, I think we just, I don't know, man. I think that, I think that we are all good until we meet again. Remember, above anything else there is to know, you gotta love the people around you. You gotta take care of your family. You gotta take care of your friends. You gotta stay safe. You gotta wear a mask. You gotta get a flu shot, dude. That's, that's crucial. They're worried that this thing is gonna jump off like crazy during the winter. So make sure to get a flu shot. I got one. I don't like it. I never like it. I hate it. But I did do it because it's important, dude. You don't wanna... You don't want to get the flu and end up like, I don't know, man, filling up the emergency room when there are people out there who actually, actually, factually need it way more than you. Just be a good person. Buy a hamburger for a bum. Do something nice like that for somebody else. There's all kinds of like, there are all kinds of homeless dudes out there all the time, dude. And it's just, I imagine that they feel like nobody in the world cares about them. I imagine they're out there alone. They're on the street. They're having a hard time. Winter's coming. And I think they feel like nobody cares about them. The least you can do is when you're going to Wendy's, get yourself a Frosty. Get one and give it to a homeless guy, dude. They're everywhere. They're all over the place. And they would really appreciate just knowing that somebody out there cares about them. I think. I hope. I would imagine so. I think everybody likes to feel like somebody cares about them. I think that's one of the things that motivates us. If you're out there right now and you feel like nobody cares about you, if you're listening, I will will say this for certain. I do. I care about you. If you ever want to reach out, if you're ever having any kind of problems, any kind of issues, you want to reach out, your guys, your robots is there. I can't guarantee that I'll get back to you immediately, but I do guarantee that I will get back to you. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm a little busy with family stuff. I'm a little busy with whatever, but I will get back to you. I guarantee it. So if you feel like you need to reach out on the tweets at Icy Robots, icyrobots.com backslash, wait, facebook.com backslash Icy Robots. Another, another thing before we get out of here, if you guys could share this episode with a friend, I would really appreciate it. That's the number one way to grow the show. When I talk to people and I ask them, hey man, how do you hear about the show? The answer is inevitably they saw somebody else retweet it and it sounded weird so they checked it out and then they ended up liking it. So please, give us a retweet, give us a share, tell somebody on the street. When you give that homeless guy the frosty that you bought him, tell him about the show. Maybe he'll like it. I don't know. I don't know what people like. Until we meet again, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off. Do the time. Do not let the time do you. Time seems hard right now. But you gotta believe Things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production. 
this is me iceberg 13 and i see robots is too proud to admit it but he needs you to go over to supportthereport.com and sign up as a patron member it doesn't cost much and our boy is looking around in garbage cans for things to bring home supportthereport.com tons of patron only shows for a small monthly donation don't let I see robots become master. The Grouch. That address was supportthereport.com.